Welcome to Live the Fuel. Welcome to Live Welcome the Fuel. To Live the Fuel. Focusing on health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. All right, good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another Live the Fuel show. So I am bringing on yet another new co-host for you. This gentleman uh, came through the power of networking and through those wonderful new services I have kind of joked around about before, zippy content. And uh, this gentleman, I'm excited to get into a conversation with him. And as we always do, bring that nice two-way flow because he and I are going to get to know each other together on today's show because this gentleman is the creator of the Prime Light Protocol. And the little tagline here is the world's most dangerous meditation. So this is pretty crazy. So we're going to get into some dangerous meditation, ladies and gentlemen. And he's also a bit of an author, my, uh, my friends. He got a 12 rituals. We got journal secrets. And we got ethical cult building. <laughs> okay. So this guy's brand is tied to his name. Welcome to the show, our latest co-host, Jesse Elder, sir. Scott, thank you, man. That was uh, that was very interesting hearing all of that like fed back to me because it's crazy that we've got people all over the world that have done this stuff. But still, when I hear the the titles and the content, it's like, man, I want to sign up for that. I know, right? And actually, you, uh, by the way, <laughs> love the tagline because I've been getting more into meditation probably mid two thousand seventeen. Finally, like I've dabbled, but mm -hmm. I've realized that all the all the leaders, right, all of the big influencers these days. You know, people like, you know, even like Tony Robbins and all those other crazy guys out there and ladies and gentlemen out there that's like, whoa, all of a sudden we're starting to figure out how do we balance in meditation, let alone in your world, world's most dangerous meditation. So as a marketing guy and a branding guy, I can't help it, man. What is up with that? Where did you come up with the most dangerous meditation? It was actually uh, uh, something that was user generated. Uh, I'm, I'm very fortunate to have a, a co-creative uh, relationship with my audience, similar to, I think, that, that you do. Uh, but which, by the way, I want to give you props, man, for the whole co-hosting thing. What a fucking breath of fresh air, because every single person out there is doing like a Q&A <laughs> thing. Thank you. And, okay. I mean, it, it, you got to you got to shake things up, man. You got to do things different. And yeah. for somebody well, as a wild brand like you, you got to let you come free. Well, and, and the thing is, it's like we said before we started recording, I, I really see you and what you represent as leading edge, because you're the riverbanks you don't feel responsible for paddling the water down the, the banks. You're just there as the riverbanks creating some structure and then nature is going to take its course, man. Exactly. I think on a micro level of human communication through this podcast, I think what you're doing is actually representative of the macro level, which is where the entire world's going. Anybody that thinks that they can predict what's going to be happening three years down the road. Um, I want some of what they're smoking. Because <laughs> no way. That anybody can take into account Moore's law, uh, genetics, nanotech, AI, robotics, quantum computing, um, you know, possible extraterrestrial visitation, <laughs> the collapse of the patriarchy. There's no way that anybody can take all of those things together and accurately predict what's going to come down the pipe, which means that we have to at some point surrender to purpose, allow our intuition to become tactical, go within for whatever that timeless wisdom, innate guidance is, and then emerge from that, whether it's through meditation or journaling or, or having sex or espresso skiing, for example. <laughs> I, I just added, every so often I freshen up my little closing statement on my email, and I was literally drinking espresso as I was booking tickets to Colorado to go skiing next month. And I'm like, 
There we go. Let's toss that in there. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Well, so so the, the world's most dangerous meditation that came out of conversations with clients, you know, people who would fly into Texas and, and we would just dive into this private day and do a customized meditation regimen just for them. And what came out of it is, um, you know, when, when someone is experiencing, whether it's through, you know, the, this prime light meditation or, or transcendental meditation or, or whatever, you know, whatever other freaking label we want to put on basically silence and presence and your own personal experience. When somebody comes out of that, there's a, a thread that runs through the entire thing, regardless of what format they might be using. Um, and that is that they become immune to criticism. Uh, they become increasingly resistant to manipulation hmm. and can spot somebody trying to sell them something that's not in their best interests a mile away, all of which makes them an absolutely dangerous person in a modern society, which is based on coercion and manipulation. Now, when I, when I, when we bring up danger, okay, I got, I got a screen share cause I found this on Google. Are we talking about this kind of danger? <laughs> cause that is awesome <laughs> for our listeners. I, um, I love to Google people. And this gentleman has an awesome picture that I'm sharing on video. I think it was, uh, I think they shared it on the design of fearlesslife.com's site. And I believe you're at Burning Man here. Is that right? That was it. That was at Burning Man. That was uh, 2014. Uh, that picture was actually taken by a dear, dear, dear friend of mine, uh, Guillermo Velez, amazing fashion photographer. And, uh, he, he said, Hey, you know, let's, let's get a shot. So I, that day happened to be wearing silver geodesic tights with combat boots and, uh, decided to pop a kick. Up I there. was wondering if there was something fashion related because I studied martial arts as a kid and I'm like, I was, I had a gi. I, I don't, yeah, that, that's they, something very different. That day <laughs> that we wore the, uh, Mad Max has sex with Victoria's secret costume. <laughs> Is there shimmer? Is there shimmer there? There is, especially Hold in sunset. I got a touch screen. What am I doing? Yeah, there's a little sparkle in there. I like it. <laughs> That's the thing is, I I am uh, I'm happy to say, oh god, nice zoom in right on the nuts. I had to. <laughs> I, uh, I I'm, it's interesting because when that picture was first published, and, and a lot of podcasts and, and you know, articles and stuff, they've used that picture. Uh, I got I've gotten some very interesting messages uh, from from people, and it's been you know it's. It is what it is, I guess. Well, but, I mean, let's be real. We talked about how earlier you were mentioning about the um, the simplicity of that 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 silent focus, yes. right? And we all have these different means and domains of trying to accomplish that. And we're all looking for different guidance out there. I mean, I got so many friends that are in many different forms of yoga. <laughs> so I know yes. there's many different forms of meditation. I still am constantly coaching people. I'm like, oh, they're like, oh yeah, man, I'm gonna go get a great sweat today, man. I just love working out at yoga, and I'm like. Well, wait a minute. Uh, I, I studied yoga in Colorado and it's not a workout. Yeah, there's no sweat. <laughs> I mean, you can technically sweat from holding a really stationary position, yep. but I did not do yoga for a workout. That's why right. I'm a CrossFitter. Like, I balance my life that way. Like, CrossFit is strength training. That should be the exercise, the fitness. That's why I ski and I mountain bike and I road bike. Like, those are forms of fitness. Even though I do reach a different mental state in each sport, something we could, we could probably chat about, but everybody's like, oh man, yoga, yes, yeah, hot yoga this, and it's great workout, and I don't, I don't strength train, I do yoga, and I'm like, you do yoga for, for the mental thing, the spiritual thing, don't we? <laughs> what, what is your feeling on that? 
Well, I, I, I have a lot of respect for anybody that, that decides that they just want to jump into something. Um, a couple of, of uh, months ago, I, I spent a week up in Utah. Uh, a dear friend of mine, uh, Flo brother, uh, another fellow crazy, crazy dude, Jamie Wheel, uh, one of the co-authors of uh, Stealing Fire. And he, um, he, he did a, a week-long camp, and I got to hang out with a guy who actually founded Acro Yoga. You know, this, this you know one of these brands of yoga where people are you know holding each other in the air like Cirque du Soleil style. And and I was really struck with the similarities to jujitsu and, and some of the fighting arts. So I have I just have a lot of, of respect for you know whatever somebody wants to do. I also have an extreme skepticism for somebody who is training on one thing expecting to produce a completely different result and that would be like you know somebody who's playing you know call of duty on on xbox and then expecting them to be able to you know take a, an enemy position with seal team six those skills don't translate we talk about they're they're virtually trained <laughs> yeah 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 well these days you can probably just do everything with drones oh uh, yeah but, but I, I have respect for i have tremendous respect for yoga i uh, i've benefited greatly from it but i hear what you're saying that it's not the same type of thing. And so, yeah, you get in a room that's, you know, 110 degrees, you're going to sweat. That's yeah. kind of works. Well, and it's interesting. So, I mean, bring it back to our point. Well, I was kind of like bring it back to your point, which is the whole yeah. different, the different um, domains, right? That we could be potentially experiencing meditation or trying to get into meditation. Like when I first started, I'm going to lift up my smartphone here. Um, I tried three different apps. In the beginning, it was one just called free healing. And then that was playing something weird. And then... There was another one called Brainwave Player, and then what's the other one? Uh, Headspace is a newer one. So yes. I don't know if you're familiar with any of them. They're, they're all very popular. Uh, yeah. I know Headspace especially has done a great job of getting into the marketplace. The, the, the part of the challenge is this, that there's a, you, know, you always have to investigate the premise. You know, always look at the premise because the premise is what informs the trajectory. Mm -hmm. And if I'm aiming you know, this way and I'm going really fast, and all I'm focusing on is speed, but I didn't think about which way I was aiming, there's a false premise there. And one of the false premise that I see actually destroys a lot of people's enthusiasm and results in meditation is bringing in an app, which presumes that there's something you have to do. And if there's something you have to do, and if there's action implied, then there's uh, you introduce duality. Well, I'm going to get it right or I'm going to get it wrong. And now you've got judgment that's laced in this entire experience. And once you introduce judgment into something that is literally designed to be a vacuum and a void of judgment, you're already screwed. And so I see a lot of people kill their practice before it even begins by downloading an app, wondering, is this the right app for me? When literally... And we've had thousands of people around the world now going through the prime light meditation. I've had clients coming in, investing significant income to get uh, personal coaching on this simple four phase meditation. That is, it's literally nothing. If I'm selling anything, I'm selling silence. I'm selling the absence of something long enough for people's brain waves to settle down, for them to pop out of beta to go through alpha into uh, theta and delta, possibly even gamma waves, because that's where the juice is. That's when you, have, you literally have access to Cosmic Google. And you can, uh, I don't know if we'll be able to get into it today, but maybe we can. Um, you can begin to experience a phenomenon called time piercing, where you uh, literally are playing in the quantum field, having meaningful interactions with alternate versions of yourself. Um, I've had, I've had numerous people go through this protocol and say, I'm like, I'm ruined for personal development. I realize I don't need anything else. 
um, because I can just go and, and drop in this meditation, get the exact answer, and and it's always the right answer. So to play some devil's advocate, because I, I love to, um, obviously, because I, I had downloaded a couple apps myself, right? So I already brought that up. And to our listeners, like the reason why I did that was because I have done meditation without apps, but then me, I'm, a, I'm an experimenter. I'm like, okay, what's the big deal about an app? So I was like, let me check it out. And like, for example, the one, I think it was called Free Healing, whatever. I actually liked it because if I was just driving one day or I travel a lot on business, I was like, you know, I just need, I want to have some nice sensual music or something to kind of zone me out because it's just been go, go, go all day. Mm-hmm. I would use that to trip it. Now, granted, I'm not at that advanced level of meditational training that I could just do it on my own. So I was, maybe I'm using that as a crutch, um, but I also, what, what do you say to people where in the past few months, whether I'm talking about somebody learning about detoxification of the body, which I'm huge on, and you know, boosting your body's natural ability to detox, actually through cleansing and fasting, which I'm a big supporter of as well, and or I'm talking about somebody's business and their brand. I think so many people are guilty of the comparison complex. We're constantly comparing. And I keep reminding us, because I've had to learn this over the years, is that, listen, we're just all at a different place on the timeline. So I think it comes down to so many of us nowadays, the word hack has gotten huge. So everybody's like, oh, well, what's the latest hack that could speed me further down that timeline? And do you find that's coming in a lot with people coming into you and trying to figure out what the whole Prime Light protocol is and seeing if that's going to be their latest hack? Do you get that from time to time? I do, and I, and I welcome that. Oh. Uh, I, I, I love that um, because those are frequently the people who, who get the best results hmm. um, simply because of, when somebody's really looking for a fast way to get somewhere, they have a, a tremendous amount of uh, desire that's actually been built up, and that desire is just fuel. It's just energy, and if somebody has a strong desire for something, either to eliminate an unwanted, you know, to get out of some sort of pain or struggle, or if things are pretty good and they're, they have a strong desire to get to the next level, uh, that's actually very, very, uh, it's very useful. It's okay. very beneficial. Interesting. So, so the, the, I, the desire to hack something and get to someplace else can actually be uh, harnessed and, and can be sort of upgraded. You can upgrade that energy. And one of the things that, that we work with people to do is to infuse their present moment with those future qualities. And there are mental, emotional, uh, linguistic, and, um, and functional action-oriented ways to do that. You can literally borrow from your future and infuse your present with those things. And, uh, and it has a very interesting way of collapsing time. And so those things that you had as a three-year goal, for example, start happening by like next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And all because you've shifted your, your timeline. You basically just jump from that future, quote-unquote future timeline, into today. So I, I see great results with people who have a keen desire to go faster once they realize that time is an illusion or an agreement uh, and, and space distance only exists because the, of the agreement of time. And once you realize time is just an illusion or an agreement, then space disappears as well. And so you literally start waking up into the life and you start seeing opportunities. You start getting, mostly you start getting downloads and ideas of who to call. Um, and I was talking to somebody a couple of hours ago about his quote unquote big goals. And I said, okay, so what, what is it going to take? And he nailed it. He said, it, it's going to take me about 40 conversations. That's hmm. it. He, so, so he had to set a number behind it. 
he it just came. That's one of the things that came to him because he was he was hanging out in the in the delta frequency, delta brain waves, where you really you're out of linear time, and you have access to the entire you know, storehouse basically. And that was the answer that he got, and it felt right for him. So then he's now informed that every conversation he has, he's got a, a healthy comparison. Is this one of those 40? Or is, does this lead to one of those 40 conversations? And it just eliminates the bigness of your big goals, uh, which incidentally is why people don't reach their big goals. Because when you say big, your brain here is difficult. Difficult equals long time. Guess I don't need to do anything different today. We teach people how to, how to just skip past all of that and truly uh, embrace and, and embody acting as if uh, without the fear factor. There, there is no risk. Risk is another illusion. There's, there's actually no such thing as risk. Well, I mean, back to your earlier part in these uh, recent statements, I completely agree with you. Time is relative, right? It's, 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 a, it's a form of measurement, right? It's a form of, for some people, it's like that's how they measure their progress or what they've accomplished. But in the end, time is relative. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's in relation to, yes, as you pointed out, your goals. But also, I'm guessing this totally ties into the one, obviously, the one course that you've written, the whole 12 rituals. Um, is yeah. this heavily intertwined with that? It, it really is. Although time piercing, we get a little bit more in detail with, with prime light simply okay. because when you're doing the uh, tw- prime light is a 20 minute protocol. Um, and it's four separate phases by the end of which you you can, if you choose, you can experience a visceral, very real sense of stepping out of linear time. It's, it's very energizing. Actually. It's a lot of fun. 12 rituals was a program that I wrote to, um, clean up some of the misconceptions around living your purpose uh, and closing the gap between coming from purpose on a, on a daily continual basis. Uh, your purpose is one aspect, your path is another, and your plan is the third. So, you know, you and I had this commitment to meet with each other and, and I don't know about you, but I've been looking forward to this all day. Yeah. Like drive, dive in the sky. We're going to drive. Who knows what's going to happen? Crazy. We'll probably have like three people listening by the end. But <laughs> <laughs> you're, it's okay. We've joked around with this all the time because people are like sometimes the conversations have gone so wild uh, that I'm like, I wonder if people are still listening at this point. And my whole point is this: I don't care, right? Because that's you, it would defeat the purpose if we did, right? You don't you don't need to impress 100 percent of your audience, right? The whole point here is that if we get through to one person yep. that listens to this show. In the next week, 30 days, 60 days. That's why I love podcasting. Like, this will be up forever, right? I mean, even if iTunes knocks it out of the lineup, it's on my website. That's why I built a recorder and a player into the website. Because I want to make sure that no matter what, people can go back over the entire history of the show and still find the content. So, yeah, and, they, and they may come back to it again and again and again, and all of a sudden hear something and go, oh, shit, like that's what I need. Oh, yeah. boom. Great tip, by the way, because how many people think, oh, man, I crushed that book. I'm good. <laughs> And it's hilarious because actually one of the books right behind me here is called Fascinate. It's a, a, book, a marketing book. And I bought her audio book. And then there was a couple pieces of the book that she kind of got into some exercises. And admittedly, I tell people all the time, right, past two years, I'm like, man, I have crushed so many books. But the ones that, thanks to Audible, really, because I just travel so much. I'm like, there's no excuse. I tell people all the time, there's no excuse to stop learning. Um, and to your point earlier in the show, you kind of said, well, eventually some people need to realize that they've learned enough. Totally agree with it. But for me, I just got to keep stimulating the brain. So I'm like, man, I'm going to keep crushing books and podcasts. And 
I literally don't have an FM radio station programmed in my car. <laughs> the only time I put Pandora on is when my fiance is in the car. Uh, so it's, it's, I literally have converted my vehicle into a mobile university. Absolutely. Because as there's it, no excuse anymore. As it should be. And, and also you made a great point about, you know, like if somebody's dropping into the prime light or, or any meditation and they, they don't feel they need the personal development library anymore. It's actually because they're getting higher quality information that's uniquely relevant to them hmm. as a result of tapping into this cosmic Google, which is, is a portable sanctuary. It is on-demand, relevant wisdom. Yeah, you have uh, Cosmic Google noted in Journal Secrets, right? So obviously, we, we, we had yeah. just hinted about 12 rituals, and then your other courses, Journal Secrets, Eight Methods of Accessing the Cosmic Google. Mm -hmm. What are we talking about here when it comes to Cosmic Google? I mean, I got it the whole life and lifestyle, deep meaning, grand adventure, healthy significance. That's me, yep. man. I love it. I love it. So yeah. is Cosmic Google that spiritual plane? Uh, you, you had mentioned a bunch of different planes of, of uh, meditation yeah. reaching. So yeah, well, there's different brain waves that are that are easily verifiable. You know, you just go into any any uh, you know neuroscientist place, or or you know go to some you know neurofeedback training, and you can get all hooked up with an EEG, and you can see your brain waves. So that's not that that's pretty pedestrian at this point for anybody that's, that's serious. Um, and the term spiritual is kind of a that's a that's a little bit of a minefield because. For some people, it denotes a religious practice. Others, it's a non-religious practice. I just, for me, spiritual just means something that we can't measure yet. <laughs> it just means something that we don't have the, the physical scientific tools to measure, but that doesn't mean we can't perceive it through our biological apparatus, aka bodies. Okay. I actually, I gotta, I gotta get another guy to get connected up with you, man. This guy's a, um, he's been on the show last year. And uh, his name is Julian Kaufman, and he released a new book called uh, Let Go, Let It Flow, picture of a light bulb on it, and it's the path to peace and personal power. And it's interesting because mm -hmm. his, his career was spent in engineering, and, and through life change and, and health and his family and everything else, he had these higher level epiphanies, and he mm -hmm. really started getting into the, you know, the flow state energy and everything else. So it's just, I'm, just, I'm just seeing some vibing here. Beautiful, <laughs> man. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so that, that cosmic Google like that is a term that I, that came to me, uh, ironically or perfectly through meditation. I was like, what, what do I call this, man? I just zone out. I, I have some questions. I have some ideas. Bam, here comes the idea. And it's the perfect freaking idea. And then I, I'll message somebody or I'll, you know, have an uh, a, a idea for a program or product or, you know, a Facebook post. And all of a sudden I'll, I'll do the post or I'll call the person and say, Hey man, I know this sounds weird. In some cases, I don't even know the person, but I'll say I was just meditating. You came up, and I figured rather than you know squelch that signal, I figured I would send it out. I don't expect any kind of response back. Just know that it came up. Man, I I have made more meaningful connections. And one thing that that has been a, a apparent to me is that when we surrender to this process, whatever it is, and we become a participant in it, not trying to control it, but we become a participant. Um, you actually become the, the answer to someone else's prayer. And it's your, in, I'll use the term inspired action that doesn't come from a logical, linear, sequential, if this, then that mental algorithm. It's like, bam, the idea hits you and the idea contains energy to execute it. It's like your, your, your inspiration comes with batteries included. And when that happens, it's more painful to not do the idea 
So the idea grabs you and you just reach out. You just do this, you do this, do this. Man, I've been running my entire life that way for years. And to me, the, the dream schedule looks like freshly fallen snow. Like there's literally nothing on the day marring my schedule. I've just recently begun making the commitment to do awesome podcasts and connect with people because it's now apparent to me that this message has to get out there. Back to the point though, Cosmic Google is available for anybody. So whether it's a spiritual thing or a neurological thing or a, a quantum physical thing, I actually don't care. I stopped caring what's true a long time ago and I just started asking what's useful. I love that because I mean, I think a lot of people forget about the simplicity of, hey man, it just needs to be useful. It doesn't That's need to it. be a grandiose ideas. And then you can, then you have flexibility, right? Yeah. Then you can change your mind and not be locked into it. And that's, that's, uh, I did a video a couple of weeks ago on the, on the new currency. New currency is not intellectual property. The new currency is not gold or guns or land or even Bitcoin or Ethereum or, or Litecoin or any other crypto. The new currency is intuition, inspiration, and adaptability. Cause those are the only things that we uh, have uniquely available as human beings. And it's the only thing that we'll always be able to do better than computers. Well, I mean, what you just dropped on us, it's interesting because you were also, you had just mentioned podcasting, but what you just mentioned, I think totally ties into your old ethical cult building. And actually while I'm talking about podcasting, uh, that was something that I brought up when I was researching you was that, uh, I think back in two, two oh, probably almost three years ago now, uh, you were on the superhuman entrepreneur podcast. Yep. So, yep. Dr. Uh, Jones. And that was interesting. I, 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 such a cool guy, man. Yeah. And like, I, I love the title here. I'm sharing it for the video. Obviously our podcasters don't, listeners don't hear it, but it's, uh, they titled that episode, you know, Jesse Elder, the, the, the multimillionaire coach and action philosopher uncovers how to get an unfair competitive advantage through the use of spirituality as the ultimate weapon. So that's great title. That's in copy right there. <laughs> but it's like, um, I think that goes back to what you're just saying here, which is, we overcomplicate things. And I can't tell you how many clients I've talked to where they're, they're, they're stuck in that state of paralysis by analysis. You know, they're just overthinking everything and they're afraid to just, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll quote Reed Hoffman of LinkedIn, right? You know, if you're not embarrassed by the first product you've released, you know, you've waited too long, right? Yep. It's, sometimes you just have to take action because if there is mistakes made, that's some of the most powerful things you'll ever learn. That's and just you know, how I look at it. A hundred percent. And what's funny about Reed, he's like, he's the same way on stage as he is off stage. We spoke at the same event um, two years ago at, at uh, Ryan Moran's Freedom Fast Lane. Now okay. it's a capital, capitalism conference. And I, I opened up the first day. So I, I, I opened it and then Reed, I think he spoke the next day. And the dude is the same off stage as he is on stage. And that's, uh, that's very cool. Like when you see somebody who's a billionaire, who's created so much in his life, and who's also congruent. Uh, I think congruency is a superpower. I, I also love just the fact that people look at some of these millionaire billionaires and they see, well, what they, what we, I think we think we see is consistency. And, mm -hmm. but if you're behind the scenes, I don't know, are they consistent? So I think some of these top performers are because they've put in enough reps over a period of time, maybe have finally channeled into these uh, extensive states of meditation to reach these, I guess epiphanies that are that that were always there. It's just they weren't allowing them to flow and happen. Uh, what do you magic, say on that? Magic word, Scott. Magic word is allowing. Um, ah, and, okay. And we'll, and we'll tie it back to 
um, making it harder than it has to be. Most people are completely trained out of their intuitive selves by the time they're six or seven years old, especially if they go through a public education. Um, I agree. And and that's, you know, that's not an attack on public education. What it, what it does say though, is that we are um, very much uh, almost, almost emotionally bullied and kind of manipulated away from our intuitive hits and into a logical life. Uh, But here's the thing, man. Logic is an app. It's not the OS. Great, great connection to technology. And well, to use logic as our operating system is not what it's designed for. Logic is to solve problems. But if you get really good at solving problems and then you're rewarded for that and you get the dopamine hit and the serotonin flush and you get all the chemistry that comes from solving problems. It's not about solving the problem. It's about being right. Being right equals being significant. Being significant means being important. Being important means being loved. And so people are using logic to try and get love, but ultimately love is just self-acceptance that we think is coming from another person. The reality is we're allowing ourselves to feel that and using the other person's acknowledgement or admiration or validation as an excuse. So let's bypass all that bullshit and say, I am unconditionally worthy. I am unconditionally valuable. My birth, my entry into this physical spectrum was my contribution, my frequency is my gift. I love every, your, I love your hitting on this. This is a great, this is a powerful pause because I, I, I've actually, I actually thank podcasting for adding more transparency to my personal and my professional life. It's, it's really yeah. been an accidental growth platform, which I truly yeah, I feel it. that yeah. any, anything you do in life should be a growth platform, but yeah. it's funny you're talking about this because, uh, I don't know if you really dug into the website history, but obviously I, I was a, I left the corporate world and I served as a federal wildland firefighter out West. So yeah. I fought all the big wildfires, hiked in the mountains, wielded chainsaws, camped yeah. under the stars, you name it. It's as real as it gets, man. Yeah, it was awesome. It was just- My, my, uh, my, my brother's a firefighter here in San Antonio. Oh, wow, cool. I've been to San Antonio. I love the whole river through the city thing. It's, yeah. Um, yeah. it's super cozy, I love it. Yeah. Um, but it, the, the problem, I wanna say problem, the opportunity that, I gained from that was I actually, when I, after I left, I thought firefighting had triggered me to put up more walls and be more closed off. Cause I wasn't allowing myself the romantic or the loving side of my life. I was in that tough guy. Yeah. Hey man, I'm a firefighter. I got to focus on my brothers and, and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then when I finally moved back to the East coast years later, uh, I was still closed off and I, and, you know, through self-work and discovery and allowing things to open up and, things like this podcast, it's like, oh yeah, uh, actually that was probably there beforehand. It just amplified it in the wrong direction and it was affecting my love life and my current fiance, which I've never even allowed myself to even uh, approach that area. Uh, mm-hmm. she, she like ended my rela- our relationship for like three months, two years ago. And because I was so closed off, she's like, why do I bother? Right. There's, I wasn't even allowing the frequencies to even interact. It got to a point where she's just like, you're just so full of yourself and your walls are so high. And I had to, I, I dropped into this period of no professional self-development for like the next three months. I started figuring like, what the hell is wrong with me? And it, is it me? Is it her? Maybe we're not supposed to be together. Maybe we are. But I was like, mm-hmm. did I really give her a shot? 
So it was crazy, man. I, I was downloading books and audio books and videos and trying to study romance and love and what the hell's going on in my head because I had studied psychology. So I was like, I started doing the self work. And the biggest thing I learned was I wasn't allowing myself the state of self love and vulnerability. And holy shit, when a man, no, no offense, women can do this too, but when a man, as much of a jackass as I was, <laughs> reaches, starts amplifying thanks to opening up this vulnerability piece of myself, holy crap, that was like a, a dam that got released in a river state of flow. I was like, what is happening? Uh, I'm sure, have you ever had these conversations with some of your clients? It's, it's why I have a job in this world. Boom. <laughs> Cause dude, you just, you just put it brilliantly, Scott, that, that, uh, yeah. When the walls come down, man, there's a fucking universal river. It's an avalanche of energy. Um, and, and this whole, you know, we're seeing so many, so much of it play out in the world right now with, you know, this so much rebalancing of feminine and masculine energy because the masculine, the, the dominant masculine energy has been one of um, control yeah. and, uh, and suppression of feminine energy. And so, and, and that goes back, you know, about 12, uh, about 12,000 years since the beginning of the agricultural revolution. Mm-hmm. But what you experienced first- I, I was a farm boy. Oh, <laughs> close to the earth, man. So what, uh, it's, it's so interesting, you know, there's a lot of parallels between you and I, I, um, I, I was in a, I, I met a woman back in, uh, June, uh, it was actually June 16th, 2013 and, uh, had this immediate connection. Like, wow. Like not only who are you, but like, what are you? This is amazing. And we were very good friends for about six months and then things got you know, a little bit more intense and, and, uh, it was the most it was just an incredible level of love and intimacy and connection. And I wasn't willing or, or able at that time to be vulnerable. You weren't ready for it. Dude, I was not ready at all. Yeah, I, was, and, I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> well, and, and the thing, the thing that, that was so painful for her is that here I am, you know, publicly to the world, like this guy and, and, and balanced and, you know, people, I'm getting letters from people every week saying, you know, I was going to kill myself. And then I watched one of your videos and it just opened up all this energy, you know? And the thing is I was, I was using that sort of outward facing mission almost as justification with her to say, yeah, but look, look at what a good guy I am. And then I'm actually creating these results. But the thing is I was not an intimate relationship with those people. And I wasn't willing to be in an intimate relationship with her. So we were almost, uh, and I'm not going to label you, but I'll label myself. I actually started feeling like I was fake because I missed her motivation, inspiration. Like that's why I created live the fuel, man. It was originally a statement that, uh, cause I lived, I lived by the quote when I decided to drop everything and become a firefighter in case, in case that was my life path, I had to go and do it in my thirties. I had to take that risk. I was living that quote, one of my favorite quotes from Ernest Hemingway, which is live life to the fullest. Mm. And then after all of that, and I started going through my transformation, I started realizing that I, you know, oh, wow, I really actually do love marketing and branding and not just all the motivational, inspirational stuff. I started creating, like my, I literally activated a Facebook page and called it, you know, live the fuel. The logo had gone through so many transformations over the years, but it's like in the end, all I was doing was I just started posting what I thought that day, a quote, mm. motivational statement, inspirational, like it all started there. I didn't know where I was going to go. I never expected to build a brand off of it and then a podcast off of it. And then like now a marketing agency after that's like, I didn't know where the hell it was going. I just started opening up and letting it happen. So beautiful. 
And I so, still don't know where it's going to go. And it's awesome. <laughs> may, may, may we never know. <laughs> right? Like, and that's what, and that's what you're helping confirm here, but tying it back to our, the love shit. It's like, that's what I, I literally, I used to walk around and say, Oh, I will never get engaged. Well, right there's the damn dude. Like I was literally promoting myself as this bachelor and how I'm like, I'm like too good for love. And it's like, wait a minute. Right. You know, it's like, wait a minute. Are you too good for love? Or are you actually not loving yourself enough to, so that people can love you? And oh, that was like, like saying I'm too good for oxygen. Right. It's stupid. It's like, I look back now and I'm like, what your head was so far up your ass. And I, I have no problem saying this on the podcast. I'm like, I will be completely I, I, transparent. I, I was too, man. I, I pulled so many uh, stunts using logic as a shield. Yeah. You know, yeah, but you know, you said this this way, and that's not a very evolved way to talk. And man, I did all that bullshit. And because we thought that's what other people needed to hear. And it's like, dude, wait a minute, dude, you're no, just being. A, I, I literally yeah. wanted to call myself a douche. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we 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 have the capacity to be that. Oh, and I, I, it, it, for me, it, it took, I mean, we were together uh, and, and apart, together and apart so many times. And to her great credit, she just always saw something deeper, which I felt too, but I was so fucking controlling. And I was like, yeah, but you know, if I'm going to be in a relationship with somebody, you know, it has to be like this. And I was just trying to make up all the rules instead of just surrendering and let it and, happen. Uh, and it took me hitting a, a, a dark place to say, you know what? wow, what a douche I've been for like five years. This is insane. Oh, and then, and, and then you started looking back over even further years and you're like, oh, at least for oh, me dude, anyway. I was like, like, oh, this makes sense. Well, I trace this so far back that like when I was a kid, I was actually a type B personality. I tell people this now and they're like, there's no freaking way you were ever a type B. And I said, I was shy. And then I built this false exterior to bulletproof myself. And then- always tried to fight the douche persona, right? I don't want to be like that, but I always had to basically, I felt like I was always trying to prove myself. And it's like, dude, the people that you're closest friends, your family, you don't need to prove shit. Just be yourself. And I had friends actually tell me this, but my head was still so far up my ass, I couldn't hear them. And this was going on for years. And I, again, now I can look back now, it's like, what were you doing? <laughs> so good well then that's that's the power of, of retrospect and that's right and that's where it's like so again this this everything that you're doing man like i get it like i i watched some of your videos on youtube i was actually sharing the channel earlier again ladies and gentlemen you can find them at jesse j-e-double-s-e uh elder a-e-l-d-e-r uh you got over freaking two thousand subscribers just on youtube and most people just watch youtube and never actually subscribe it's hilarious uh some more people need to actually subscribe because you get a lot of content on here man i love some of your messages Thank you, man. They're, they're, uh, it's been it's been a, an interesting journey. The, those uh, those videos actually started in um, early, or I guess mid mid two thousand thirteen. Uh, I just sold a business uh, that I'd had for almost a quarter century. I was married for eleven years and and uh, got divorced six months after I sold the business. And so it was just like an identity ectomy, man. I was just like starting over again. Wow. And, uh, and to deal with that. Um, I just, the way that, that I coped was to, I made a Facebook video one day and uh, uploaded. I had like 300 friends on Facebook and uh, a week later I had more, there was more shares on that video than I had Facebook friends. And that's what kind of started this whole video thing. And so all these, these, we call them mind vitamin videos. All of them are, are one take, they're unrehearsed, unscripted. And, um, 
and they and they're free. They always will be. And and we've had at this point now, I guess, hundreds of thousands of people that have that have seen those videos. Well, and I think the power of video, at least from now modern marketing, is that especially if you do them live. Yeah, it's okay. I, I just bought a green screen kit for one of my clients because I'm helping them learn how to do proper video. And there's a right and a wrong time to have like good professional content. Sometimes you just got to be real and raw. I, I do Facebook lives all the time. I don't care. And then I will re- then republish it to YouTube just to you know increase the exposure. It looks like yeah. you're doing a lot of the same stuff. Because in the end, it's like the beauty of live video is you can't fake it. I mean, it is what it is. It's the content you're putting out there. If you sneeze, if you trip, if you fall, like if you wink weird, <laughs> it is yeah. who you are. It, it adds some um, a lot of uh, genuine content to the otherwise very confusing online space. Scott, you, you, you just dropped a lot of real platinum there. Uh, one thing that I just heard uh, that I'll reflect back is that when you, you know, like you blink weird, I, I get it, or you sneeze or whatever, I think what people are really looking for is how you respond to that so-called mistake. And when people see that it's not even a blip on your radar, that you don't even give airtime to it, all of a sudden you're giving them a masterclass in real time on self-acceptance and focused service. Confidence too. Yeah. 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 Well, look and at like, that. Uh, it's funny you bring that up. There was a viral video. Some dude was like getting interviewed by a TV station or something like that. And his kid came in the I office. I saw that, man. I saw that. And his yeah. housekeeper came in and tried wish, and he literally grabs he, the kid's he, face he and pushes him thing. out of the room. The thing is, that was his wife. That was his that's, wife? Yes, man. That, that's why there was a there's a follow-up video. You have to watch it. It's incredible. And it's him very gracefully addressing not the issue of the kids coming in, the issue that most of us that saw that video made this assumption that it was a housekeeper, babysitter, whatever. That was his spouse, his partner in life. Yeah. And they did the most beautiful video addressing that bias that people have. Oh, and nice. Okay. It's gorgeous. Yeah, really, really, really cool. Well, nice follow-up. But I also, I mean, actually, kudos to him for actually doing a follow-up because yep. I think whether the housekeeper thing or wife thing is aside, it's just like you, you needed to address that. Like, okay, I don't care how important an interview is. Like, you don't push your own child out of the room. I get it. I'm not the parent. I can't speak to that. Yep. But it was like a, a smart move, at least doing a follow-up. I mean, you can't cover it all up, but at least you could do is, and he, t- he took a higher message. I like that. Clarifying that, listen, man, that's my housekeeper. That's my wife, man. Like yeah. she's a beautiful woman. She's the mother of my child. So yeah. kudos to him for at least stepping up to another level. But it is, it's, I think your, your point about that is also what, what I hear in it is that there's so much pressure to be a certain way and people are starving for realness. And so that's why you see people who are heroes in the culture, like Howard Stern or Joe Rogan, who basically the shock uh, jock. appear to be speaking their minds. But really, they're they're and they're they're intelligent guys for sure. But what's happening is they're they're speaking freely the way that most people wish they could speak. And so, you know, instead of wishing that we could speak like them, how about just speak like us? And never do anything that we wouldn't do. It goes back to, are, are we putting our own self confines in place? And it's like, really dig deep. Like, I, I, that's why I made this. I haven't changed the format of this show since I launched it. And not everybody has the balls to say shit, fuck ass on my show. So, I mean, kudos to you. Uh, but I tell people like, dude, I'm giving you an open platform. It doesn't mean that we need to be saying the, you know, the, you know, fuck like every other word, but it's, yeah. it's, it's just, Ex- be free out, to express yourself. Yeah, then, then yes. <laughs> and, and if you want to edit it, 
edit it, but then I, I feel like you're over-polishing the content. And if that means that I'm not viral like John Lee Dumas, to be fair, he's had a show out there for years. Uh, you know, mine's, he, works, he works like a maniac on his podcast. Dude, he's, I, I give him props, man. He's a hustler. He and I caught up uh, in, uh, in Vegas at Thrive Make Money Matter. Uh, this mm-hmm. year, uh, so it was cool seeing him. I still haven't had it. I still keep forgetting to go and register and try and get on a show. I just I'm too busy running my own. So, <laughs> um, but hustle aside, you know he, he he he. It's very strict. You know he get you get like 20 minutes on a show and that's it. But he's doing this seven days a week. So I respect the hustle. Uh, for me, I'm like whatever, dude. It's gonna be 30 minutes, 40 minutes, maybe 60 minutes. I can't promise you where it's gonna end up. In the end, I just want to give my co-host the opportunity to be themselves, say what they need to say. Our audience gets like some real genuine content. Uh, I, I, I feel like it's like people should feel like they're eavesdropping in on you and I just, you know, having our own thing going on. Like, you know, it's just be yourselves and have a, have a good conversation. So that's like, that's a, that's like a perfect tagline right there. Just be yourself, have a good conversation. Yeah. So, but I, but to your point, are we overthinking this? Are we worried about too much about, oh, well, how many downloads am I going to get? Uh, who Am I going to attract that next big name on my show? I thought that very briefly in the beginning of my show. I was trying to really get a lot of big names to launch with. I wanted to be the top download on iTunes like the first month because that's what podcast gurus were saying. And I said, after like a 24, 48 hours, I was like, nah, screw that. I'm just going to do whatever I want. <laughs> Exactly. So. And as a result of that, we get to have conversations like this. Exactly. So, and it's been powerful, man. So listen, I, you hinted it before the show launched uh, to our listeners, guys, again, everything's about his name. Uh, when this airs, he's going to be launching a whole new site. So again, it's jesseelder.com and you're overhauling it like right now, right? Yeah, we're, we're doing a pretty big, we, I really just haven't done anything with the site since 2013 because everything, literally everything has been on uh, organic Facebook. Yeah. Um, I've, I've built a, uh, I'm very appreciative to say, built a very successful business um, only with organic social. And Was that never, all just through your personal page or did you do this yeah. through a business page? No, it was all through my personal page. Boom. I love it. So yeah. do you have to filter out people? <laughs> Oh, no. the, the whole unfriending thing? Uh, no, I, I, I mean, I, I generally will, will, and Facebook's got this weird thing now where, where if, uh, if you have more than a thousand friend requests pending, then you can't send any more friend requests. And so uh, I'll go through there sometimes and go through, you know, 100 or 200 at a time. And if it's, if, it, if we have a lot of friends in common, that's pretty much my filter. But I, I saw that we have like over 50 people in, in common. I yeah. was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So he does fall into my, a lot of my circles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and also the, the uh, and I didn't know this for like the first two years, but there was a follow option, which I had turned off for like two years. And I realized that, oh, there's a way to, for people to follow. So even if they're yeah. not friends. They send a request and they can go. So I guess we've, we've there's probably around thirty or maybe forty thousand people now that are um, involved organically. But it's it's um, yeah we're, re, we're overhauling the website now because uh, the, the just things have evolved to the point and we're affecting people on a really um, on, on what seems to be a very deep level and it's a totally co-creative experience. Yes. You know, I'm I'm very fortunate and I'm very very appreciative that you know like Dave Grohl with the Foo Fighters had this quote years ago. He said that. You know, any musician who claims to take credit for the song uh, is basically an idiot. Like you were, you were there when the song happened, but it's not your fucking song. No. Like it, 
So, you know, publishing rights and all that aside, uh, and I feel very much the same way. I, I, every Facebook Live, every product, everything else, it really feels crowdsourced at a very special level because I'm- You just, just happen to have channeled it into a product or service that somebody else hadn't done yet, so- Yeah, you know, and I, I mean, I have, the, I have the, the benefit, I guess, of, of I mean, I've taught over 20,000 classes in my life, and I've been teaching since I was 15 years old. Nice. And, and you know, you pick up some habits, and you pick up some ways of communicating, and words- uh, are one of those things. So I'm able to use words the way that I used to use, you know, punches and kicks and, and, and triangle chokes in the ring, um, not to defeat an opponent, I guess. That's a terrible metaphor, but just it flows. You know, you don't walk into a match choreographing your your fight. You just know what you know and you use what you've got. And let's, you let's be real. If you were a choreographed fighter, then your opponent's coach is going to study you and totally. then know exactly how to just, you know, disarm, disable, or immobilize you because they know your entire program. Hundred percent. If you're choreographed, you're, then then you're either in the WWE um, or, <laughs> or professional boxing or a politician. Yeah, and and, and I mean, I was never a football player, but that's what all the best pro the football the football coaches that's what they do, man. They study video. They want to try and figure out what that program is, get a little snippet of it, and that's just the way things are. But if you can then be real, genuine, and you're just changing. Now, granted, obviously for your training protocols and everything else, there has to be some consistency, some uh, system or method to the madness. That's, uh, what create, that's what creates freedom and flexibility in the ring is commitment to structure backstage. Nice. I like that. I, mean, I just realized I'm, I'm, I, have a, I have your profile up. And, dude, we have so many people. Like half the people you have in common were hanging out with me at Thrive Make Money Matter the past like two years. I'm sure. Have well, you come so, out to that? That's Cole and Sonia, right? Yeah, Cole, yeah. they just did a Facebook Live like an hour and a half ago promo, uh, uh, confirming the dates for this year's Thrive. I didn't go. I, I met them at uh, Steve Sims book signing in um, LA. Okay. Um, and, and so I met them. I had a really, really nice time with them. Well, I could tell you from the very first, not, not this past year, but 2016's Thrive, I've had approaching almost 20 co-hosts on this show, all people that I've met thanks to Thrive. So, so now awesome. I've got 100 and, 140, uh, actually Friday will be 144 shows up and I already have the next three weeks already recorded. So it's been a lot of stuff going on, but like a lot of our mutual <laughs> friends all go to thrive. It seems <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. I've got quite a few friends that, that, um, are connected there. Regan Hillier and, and, uh, Oh, and she spoke this past year. Dude, she rocked the mic. So yeah, Regan, Regan is a special, uh, very special human. Yeah. Her energy and her message was powerful. And, uh, I've had a, a Zaya on, uh, Luke Hankel, man, his new mm -hmm. book is pretty awesome. So, but you've got a lot of great people here, man. I love, I love our, our common thread. <laughs> you know, people say, people see stuff like that. And then they're like, what are the odds? And I'm like, mother trucker, the odds are hundred percent when you're in alignment and just expect that shit. Yeah. There's, I mean, some people call it alignment. Some people look at the, uh, the whole law of attraction. I, I'll admit it, man. I read that book and watched that movie secret. I mean, it's weird, but it's like, I've, I've taken a lot out of that. There's, there's a lot of accuracies in it. Uh, it's a very incomplete philosophy but yes. is, is not inaccurate but if that's what it takes to at least open your eyes open your ears and open your mind then if you if you get like one percent of something good out of that content you're on shift your way your man. just shift your trajectory that's all it takes yeah so i'm loving this man so listen wow we've had a lot of good content today i feel like there's so much more to you like we're, we're gonna have to like get you back on and here in the near future and dig deeper into a lot of other stuff because i don't know how deep you go on podcasts but uh i'm gonna leave that open as an open door for you if there's something deeper you would love to you know go into 
especially if it's going to bring more value to everything you're trying to do and help people with your, your followers and your clients, because, uh, I'm loving your message, man. Uh, I appreciate it, man. Birds of a feather, brother. Well, listen, before we close out the show, my co-hosts get the final word. So, and this is not an opportunity to plug a company. I, and I know you're not going to have to worry about that because you're, you're vibing with me right now. But this is your opportunity to say, listen, man, if everybody forgot everything else about Jesse on this show, like what is that all-encompassing message, big picture mindset? Like what is it you're trying to kind of leave behind in this world with everything that you've gained and now you're pushing forward with? Like currently, like what is that message? What is that vision that you're just trying to do out there, man? It's like, hey, man, this is what Jesse Elder is all about. And this is why people probably going to want to like, follow, and possibly even hire you. For, yeah, well, and I appreciate that. And I'll make it brief. It, it really is very simple. Um, most of the world is focused on what to do. Um, some people are focused on how to do that. Some people are focused on why they're here. Um, other people are focused on who they are. And that's a very powerful question. Um, but I think the most powerful thing that somebody could do is, is begin to, to reflect on what they are not just who they are, but what they are. And I, I began doing that some time ago and arrived at some interesting observations, which I've split tested and I've yet to find anything more useful. So uh, the reason I'm here on this particular, uh, in this particular lifetime, in this particular role um, as Jesse Elder on, in the late, or I guess early 21st century, the reason I'm here is to elevate the frequencies of the planet, to help to dispel the powers that were, uh, whether it's bureaucracy, government, religion, um, there's no need to fight any enemy. There is no enemy. Um, light is ever present. Darkness is the absence of light. And so all you need to do is just turn the light on. Darkness goes away. And we are at the end of a lot of eras. We're at the beginning of something huge and beautiful and new. And literally all somebody has to do is get focused on what they want. Allow it to come to them. Allow it to come to them. Uh, when you allow something to come to you, um, there's, there's an unstoppable power that comes with that. And people mistake that to say, well, I'm just going to sit around and do nothing. No, man, you, you won't be able to help yourself from getting up and doing the thing. A field of dreams, if you build it, they will come. Forrest Gump running across the country. Like, there are moments in our lives uh, that we get the nudge, we get the call, we get the urge, we get the itch, we get the impulse. Uh, to ignore that is dangerous. Uh, to follow that is bliss. And uh, that's all I have to say about that. I love the message, sir. Well, Hank, I want to give you a proper goodbye off the air. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Jesse Elder. Okay, I've already hinted at it. Check out his website, but obviously you can go find him on Facebook because that's where it's all happening. J-E-S-S-E-E-L-D-E-R. Again, we're talking about dangerous meditation today, the Prime Light Protocol. If you want to learn more, you got to follow this guy. So again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to another powerful podcast show. We, this is what we're all about. We're fueling your health, your business, your lifestyle. So remember, live the fuel. Talk to you guys again soon. Hey there, Live the Fuel fans. Quick commercial break. Uh, before we close out the episode, just wanted to give you some extra tips and tricks before we send you on your way. So again, thank you again for listening to the Live the Fuel show. I hope you got a lot out of this recent episode. Uh, more importantly, please subscribe to this show if you haven't subscribed yet. Stay in touch. Get me some feedback. Submit a review on iTunes or Stitcher and get us the voice of you, the listener, so we can build this content back into the show and make sure that I'm actually taking you, the listener, into this uh, design and future future as Live the Fuel grows. So again, subscribe, submit a review, stay in touch. Heck, on that point, go visit livethefueltank.com. Livethefueltank.com. 
that will take you to the link to our private Facebook group community where you can join and I can stay more in touch with you going forward outside of the podcast world. All right, last quick little piece here for you guys, some extra value. One, go to livethefuel.com main page. You'll see on there we have our free resources guide. If you are looking for free content and not having to pay for it, consider getting on my email list. You click on the button, send me my copy, get your Super 7s resources guide. There's over 21 of my favorite online resources that I built into this little uh, electronic guide for you guys. There's no cost. It'll just be emailed to you just by hopping on my email. Again, just thank you for listening. I want to give you some value. Uh, Second piece of my little extra nuggets of knowledge, if you want to call it this, is go to the resources section on the site. In there, I have three columns, health, business, lifestyle, and two, right off the bat that I want to make sure you guys are taking advantage of is number one, eatpillynuts.com, and number two, villacapelli.com. Their logos are on the site. You got a big bowl of nuts there, and you got a cool big V Power V logo. Both of those, if you use the discount code FUEL, F-U-E-L, you will get 10% off at checkout. So take advantage of that, please, and thank you. And more importantly, there's other companies linked on there. Uh, My nutritional and health alignment with Isogenics since 2010. Uh, The Pure Vitamin Club Company for their kick-ass magnesium B12 and an awesome multi-cap. There's some additional business resources on there. Number one, Singularis IT. I go mountain biking and road cycling with the founder. This is a legitimate IT company. I don't care where you are in the world. You can use their services. We're talking about serious white glove level services. I've moved all of my IT solutions over to them, and I outsource them regularly for any future and onboarding clients down the road. And lastly, but not leastly, David Studio. If you have no clue who this guy is, guess what? He is my new audio engineer. This is the guy I've been having making it happen behind the scenes. I found him through the Fiverr world. So if you search for David, D-A-V-I-D, studio on Fiverr, you can track this guy down. But guess what? He's also on the Upwork platform. He's on the People Per Hour platform. You can search for him through his real name. I've never literally physically met this guy or talked to him in person. We have been just met through the online world. But if you search for E-M-I-N, that's, I believe, pronounced Emin, and uh, Fikik, which is F as in Frank, I-K-I-C, you can search for him in Upwork people per hour or more importantly just go to fiverr like i did but if you are a podcast or somebody just looking to get quality audio engineering this is your guy so again guys i'll let you get back to your day thanks again for listening to live the fuel we'll talk to you guys again soon thank you for listening to live the fuel visit us at livethefuel.com stay connected on facebook twitter instagram and more at live the fuel live the fired up epic life hashtag live the fuel